Hello, and welcome to the new episode of Dakota Boys Talk Movies. Tonight we are going to be doing a movie review of a, a new movie. We'll be talking about Deepwater Horizon. Not exactly the movie we were planning on going to see, but hey, we got to see it. So, And we got a free movie <laughs> ticket out of the deal. So, Yeah, we, uh, we killed two birds and only had to pay for one of the birds. <laughs> I don't, I don't think that's how that goes, but something, something like that. I went with it anyway. That's how this night's going. Yeah, we, we just go gonna, with it. We're gonna re- we were gonna review a different movie, and then uh, they had some technical difficulties and gave us all free movie passes and said. I think it was. I think it was the the uh, update. The Apple update ruined everything. <laughs> they forgot to pay their Netflix subscription. <laughs> <laughs> yes, apparently the movie theater just downloads movies now. Yeah, they were like. We couldn't get it to download. Like, oh, that's that's just sad. That's just sad. I, which, miss, I which, miss film days. Which really begged the question: Was this was it entirely legal? Yeah, it made me wonder. Wait, were you getting the, like? <laughs> that's why there's been Asian subtitles at every movie I've gone to, and like a person walking across the screen. <laughs> Wait, they show that piracy thing at our theater. <laughs> oh man. So anyway, we may do that other movie in the future. So. We don't even worry about bringing it up, what it was. But, yeah, so we ended up sneaking. No, we didn't sneak in. She told us we could just go to any other movie we wanted to. And we're like, any, mini miny, you. Actually, it was the one that was just kind of starting, so we went to it. But it was one we were both kind of interested in, and so we checked it out. Um, This was, apparently, it's the second in kind of an unofficial trilogy that Mark Wahlberg and Peter Berg, director Peter Berg, are kind of doing here, where they're going to have another one coming out, man, sooner than later in 2017 even already. Yeah. A movie about the Boston Marathon bombing. And they did Lone Survivor previously. And now, you know, of course, here in the middle here is their uh, BP. Well, I guess the oil rig wasn't owned by BP, but BP had hired these guys to start this well for them in the Gulf of Mexico, and yeah, so it's kind of the story of basically everything that went from kind of bad to this doesn't look good to awful to absolute hellish nightmare is basically the events of this movie. It just seemed like it was kind of one of those like Nothing was going right from the get-go, and everything just went into nightmare mode. Yeah, there was... And it was a lot of, I don't know, Dakota, what did you know about this incident, I guess, before going into this movie? Uh, Well, I think like most people, I mostly, it seemed like people were, it it was a horrible disaster, but it seemed like more people were focused on the aftermath of the explosion. Well, see... That's where I was, too, because what I remember about this oil spill was nothing about what this movie was about and more about the fact that CNN and whatever, MSNBC and all those 24-hour news networks had this little video in the corner of of the oil billowing out for the next 87 days or whatever that there was just gallons and gallons and gallons of oil entering the ocean and how it was affecting wildlife. And granted, this was the most, like, significant worst natural disaster or whatever you want to call it in u.s history but um 
you know ecological was, nightmare. I yeah. guess. And and but that's what I thought was kind of cool about this movie is that it stuck to like let's just stick with what we know. You know, let's not get into the politics of it, but let's just tell the story of what happened on the rig. And they still were able to there's the scene where they show some sort of pelican covered in oil kind of fall and roll into a boat, you know, and suffocating to death covered in oil. And so you get into the fact that there was a significant oil thing in this movie, but what this movie was portraying is more important in you know, as going on in this movie is the the human lives that were involved in um in this undertaking and the things that kind of led them to that moment of when everything went to went to crap. Yeah, I think uh like a lot of people um I I was not even aware of the fact that people had died. All I know is there was a fire in an oil rig. Next thing you know, there's all this oil being pumped into the Gulf. And I think maybe one of the reasons he made this movie was kind of just because there was a great story about people just trying to survive. Yeah, um, behind it. And... As far as Peter Berg movies, in my opinion, this was probably out of the ones I've seen his most competent film. Uh, that doesn't necessarily mean it's maybe like the greatest one. I don't know. Out of the ones I've seen, I would of ones he's made that I've seen, I would call this one probably the most well executed overall. And I think just like set up coming into the story because he actually did a little bit of like under getting to know at least our main character and who he was and, and a little bit of the stakes there before we get into the situation that really takes up the movie. But um, I don't know what do you, what do you like what did Peter Berg as a director where are you at with him? Uh, I think he's okay. Um, I I was a huge fan of Lone Survivor. Um, I was never. Oh, good lord! I'm drawing a blank. Hancock. Here. Hancock. I kind of. Oh man, didn't really didn't like it at all. Battleship. <laughs> Battleship. I just <laughs> no hated it. Um, I'm trying to think of, uh, what was it? Uh, not Friday night lights. Yeah, he did Friday night. Lights. Oh yeah. Was, there were so many football movies that came out around that time that kind of dealt with the same stuff because then I, he produced the uh, TV show. I believe. Yeah. Um, there's only, this is like one of only a few movies I've actually sat through and enjoyed it. One being Friday night lights, this one, and then lone survivor. But I don't know. He's, it seems like he's hit and miss. Um, yeah. Late, lately, though, he he has he's more focused on less on uh, special effects, kind of kind of trying to do a blockbuster story, more more focused along the lines of telling human stories and just putting them on film. Yeah, and he's always it seems like with his with a lot of his movies, it seems like um, besides you know, Hancock and maybe one or two others. Like he, he focuses on things that are true stories or have a, a, a relative amount of real life aspect to them. Like right. Friday night lights would have been like one of his more, you know, a little over a decade ago, you know, hits. That was a true story. And then he did uh the kingdom, 
which I don't know if you saw that one. It was like a Jamie Foxx, Jennifer Garner yeah. kind of Middle East movie, which wasn't a true true event story, I don't believe, but kind of had that air of like reality to it. But then, you know, after Hancock, he really got into just kind of more back into this true story. I think it's like he, he wants to tell... I think he wa- that's the thing is he like wants to tell interesting stories about real life people and the events that they were in and and that's the thing with this movie is there were a few parts of it where I was like man I would like to look into if that's really how some of this played out because if so man <laughs> there were some pretty uh significant kind of heroic moments for some of the guys on that on that rig and it's like man was this him like just building up the movie to be you know like more whatever you want to call it kind of her- patriotically heroic or if uh or if uh this really happened but what it was is uh the well how do you want to put it the oil the guys who were running this oil rig who were hired by BP were a little more like we got to take our time here and make sure Everything, because everything's been going wrong. Let's take our time and make sure we got everything where we need to be before we release this beast. You know, this this oil, they have to take it out carefully or it'll just, you know, it's, it's oil. It's just ready to burst. You know, we've all seen those images of oil just bursting from the ground. And so they don't feel like things are adequate, adequately in place yet to just start pumping. And all the BP side of it is saying is, we're pushing 50 days behind. We need to get pumping because we're just wasting money sitting here not pumping oil. Let's get going. And so um, there's kind of this butting of heads between the two sides here. And through a series of circumstances and, and testing, if it is ready, <laughs> we find out that, um, you know, things weren't weren't put into place properly that caused this giant disaster. And I do, this is the part I do kind of remember is I do remember that BP along with just other oil companies, it did, this event did cause them to be really called out on, are you really checking all your boxes before you're um, doing these things? And it just brought into the idea of, should we be, should we be tapping into these places in places like the Gulf of Mexico where it can affect so many things if something goes wrong? You know, it just kind of brought all those questions to the surface. So, uh, but like we said, this movie wasn't about this movie was about that specific period in those men and women that were involved in this, in this incident. So as most of you probably know, this starred Marky Mark Wahlberg, um, Kurt Russell, um, John, Malkovich doing an interesting Cajun accent. Uh, let's see. We had Gina Rodriguez, which got kind of shot to fame because of a was it CW show? I believe it is the Jane the Virgin. Yeah, where she leads it. Um, and so now she, this is kind of one of the first big movies she's kind of been in here, and and um, she's a lead. And then uh, Mark Wahlberg's wife, played by Kate Hudson, and so known people are in this, but there's also a cast of familiar faces that you kind of maybe recognize and then a lot of ones that you just kind of don't just to kind of fill in making it I think a little more real life by having faces that aren't super recognizable um but as far as that goes how did you feel about this movie Dakota and kind of how it played out and 
I mean, I know, like I, I've kind of talked about, I thought it was competently done and, and looked very well, but what, what kind of stuck out to you in this? Um, well, one thing that I definitely liked about this movie was kind of just, just how normal everyone seemed. Like this is this is uh the crew of this kind of oil rig is is kind of like you know if if Armageddon was done <laughs> with yeah. with <laughs> with less you know someone someone writing who wasn't so kind of crazy uh this is how it would have turned out but yeah it just that's what kind of really jumped out at me was just how kind of the characters were nobody even John Melkovich with his accent didn't really uh wasn't too jarring he's he seemed kind of he was doing a pretty good job of playing kind of this kind of money grubbing yeah like company man he did that accent but it didn't really like yeah it didn't like jar you out of everything else that was going on or anything like uh like sometimes that can go but you're right like just in the dialogue of the movie it felt very like they were just workers on a rig like the dialogue was set up and the way they delivered it was in a way where it's just like the guys are just kind of shooting the breeze with each other. And then when you have like, oh, I got to go talk to these stupid company men again, you really felt the kind of annoyedness there was between Kurt Russell's character and um, the the company men and just kind of how they didn't see eye to eye on these things. And so, yeah, it did kind of feel because, uh, well, even today when I was out getting my mail there were some guys doing some construction nearby and I just heard the guy in the machine just like swearing up a storm at the supervisor. Like you don't ever talk to me. It was just like screaming. And like, <laughs> it just felt like that, that's how it, that's how it is. Like when those guys get into those moments where they're just like, they're irked by something and they're just set off, you know? And it's just like, and then you just kind of see the supervisor is kind of like nah and listen and listen and then just kind of walk away and like you kind of feel that in this movie too where it's just like they're not they're not like yelling that bad but you just kind of feel that same kind of regular regular guy type work environment thing and so yeah it did kind of make it feel very very real but that's what I'm saying it was really competently done in all those ways and and as far as Man, once the, we'll just call it the disaster moment happens and takes off, oh my gosh. The rest of the movie just is like one long, intense sequence. Yeah, yeah. I was uh, I was honestly kind of thinking this was going to turn into the Poseidon Adventure. Uh, yeah, I, I was right there with you because I had... I had that run through my head a couple different times during this, and it probably didn't help that Kurt Russell was in that remake, yeah. Poseidon. But yeah, that kind of ran through my head a few times. I was, where I it was, felt like that. Yeah, I was just expecting melodrama and cheesiness, and you know, some some old guy like, "Damn, I was two days from retirement" or something <laughs> like that. Yes, just that sort of or the level. Gene Gene Hackman guy <laughs> who just yells out at God before he dies or something. But yeah. Yeah, I know, I know what you mean, but yeah, but it didn't get that far. It didn't yeah. get into that melodramatic uh, '70s disaster movie schlock. Um, Someone says "Mother of God" right before they're you know in an explosion. Yeah, of, they they look out the window and <laughs> kind of drop the phone from their face as they see something coming. No, but the, yeah, there wasn't that, and and I think part of that was that they were very 
they were trying to be very careful and respectful, I think, of this incident because this inf- incident did take eleven lives. Yeah. Eleven lives were killed um, in this incident, so I think they wanted to make sure that it didn't come across all schlocky and things like that. But that it's like, no, we want to be respectful of those people's lives that were lost and respectful of these guys who who nearly died and probably came out with some traumatic <laughs> issues that they had to deal with after this. In fact, we get a little bit of that at the end where we see, like, you know, I mean, it's a pretty significant event to uh, to go through and, and see carnage, really, and, and your life nearly taken or flash before your eyes, whatever you want, fill in the blank with there. And so, yeah, there was that aspect of it to it. But, yeah, I guess overall I was just really impressed with uh, – and I was joking with Dakota earlier, I think this is the first movie I've ever seen with Kate Hudson <laughs> where I wasn't absolutely annoyed by her and was like, all right, kill her! <laughs> like Just wanting her to not be in this movie. And part of it was she limited screen time. But uh, also, it, yeah, she just wasn't annoying. <laughs> <laughs> so that's just me and my problem with Kate Hudson. But um, other than that, um, not a whole lot to say about this movie other than, like, uh, yeah, it's pretty good. Uh, definitely. Re- but my one disclaimer would be, like I said, once it takes off, it's really intense. So if you're someone who enjoys real-life movies that involve, you know, these type of events that maybe it is a disaster, maybe not, but aren't a real, like, have trouble with, intenseness <laughs> um this one is pretty intense yeah that's the thing i don't i don't really know what to the i don't uh, to call it the fireball sequence towards the end of the film there's nothing you could really say that could compare to it just because it's so just intense and there's just fire everywhere yeah. even backdraft kind of yeah just <laughs> pales. another kurt russell movie yeah. that's funny just pales in comparison to this movie. The way it was filmed. Okay, first off, you have the sh- you have shooting out of the the mud, oily liquid, or whatever, and it's just like he. I don't know. Like I felt my heart kind of pick up in pace a little bit because you could feel the kind of intensity of that shooting out, you know, and and you see the power of it and just how it's like shredding apart the metal things around them and and, and things like that, and then. Uh, you know, like we said, everything just goes wrong. It just hits the fan, and this rig blows up, it feels like, four different times <laughs> just as things keep going wrong. And, my goodness, it's like this movie, like, the last half, it's like you feel like you're there because all you saw was it felt like orange fire for the last half of the movie. And uh, you really are in... The events, which is what I, like I said, uh, there's some Peter Berg movies I haven't seen. One being Lone Survivor. I just never saw it. I know Marcus Luttrell's story, so I can imagine um, what the movie is like. But I heard that about that movie, that you really feel what it was to be in that moment. Would you say that's true with Lone Survivor, Dakota? You really feel like it, what it was to be in that moment of where they're just kind of trapped in a lot of ways? Yeah. Yeah, he definitely, uh, Peter Berg definitely goes for realism in his movies, and it pays off, probably more so than anyone else, even even probably Clint Eastwood. Yeah, well, and I think it's just he has this way of kind of catching 
the way he kind of what I was really noticing in the movies is the way he decided to capture moments, and and what he decided to have the focus on and then bring the focus to was just like oh my goodness yeah it just kind of kept that I don't know the pace of that just kind of made it feel like you were just in that disaster there, which is good and bad because then it kind of causes you to go oh my gosh yeah you start thinking about man this really happened, um, but at the same time it, it does. Um, just kind of cause you to think about the fact that there's people that do these jobs and things like that. And maybe you start thinking about, uh, and may, you know, I start thinking about even how in subtle ways he's causing you to think about, you know, what are these things we're doing and, and are we doing these in the most effective ways? And are we having our, the right checks and balances in the things we're doing, you know, and things like that kind of can come up because, I you know I think most people <laughs> I I maybe I'm an idealist but I feel like most people are are smart enough that when they when they see things like this it, you don't have to manipulate them just tell your story and if people just process that they'll start thinking of these things like oh you know what were the events of this and what what could have been different um, and should this have been you know what could have been changed to make this not happen or things like that and so you know i think that's the thing that's that's the benefit of true stories is like you kind of i get tired of like these manipulative true stories like just tell the story and i think a lot of things fall into place from there you don't have to make up your big things and if you have to make up things to make it interesting i think you need to ask yourself is this worth telling (laughs) you know is this an important thing to make into a movie or something like that. But um, I think with that, let's give uh, grades. So, Dakota, where are you at? Oh, with... letter grades, huh? <laughs> where are you at with uh, how you feel about this movie? It's been a while. You know what? I'm going to give this film probably just a solid B. I'm going to give it a B. Okay, solid B. Um, I'm but I'm going to have to agree with you on this one. I'm kind of right there, too. And, and I think some of that is like... I think it's just a really solid, well-made movie, but there, you know, and it, I mean, it didn't change my life or anything. I mean, it made me look at an event that I didn't totally understand this, this aspect of it. And, and, uh, it was interesting. Kind of like when we did a uh, 13 hours, you know, yeah. it's kind of interesting to see that perspective of it really. And I think it's another movie where it's, when you just see it, from the point of view of the people involved, it just it should cause you just to kind of think about that and look into these things. And that's kind of what this did, and so that's why I have to give it a nice, good, like good movie grade, like B, where it isn't like an Oscar contender, but it's just uh, a well done movie. And so, yeah, that's kind of where we're at on that. And so, uh, anything else to say on that, Dakota? Well, this this uh, this movie gave me a great quote that I can't wait to start using. Oh, what's that? Hope is not a tactic. Hope is not a tactic, people. That's true. Yeah, hope. Yeah, he uses the idea of uh, when he's talking about when Mark Wahlberg's character brings up the idea of being prepared and having and having done these tests, having yeah. way you know why the importance of tests and preparing and things like that, and how how uh, when you go into these when you when you're doing something as as dangerous as their job, do you really want to just rely on well, I. I 
I hope we crossed all our T's and dotted our highs, you know, or do you really check this out? So, yeah, that was kind of an interesting moment when that came up. But, yeah, I think with that, um, we both give this uh, a check it out. Um, if you're into true stories and don't mind um, some intense um, intenseness. So, yeah, we hope you uh, check us out on Facebook. We're on there. We put some different movie news things on there and updates about things we're doing things like that and hopefully you'll subscribe to us on itunes or youtube and we are still looking into in the future doing video video podcasts i guess vlogcast vlogcasts <laughs> i think we could just call them videos maybe video, yeah we're, we'll do we're gonna do videos but we will still have like the audio of those available on itunes things like that for those of you who still just want to listen we are, so, we are aware that there's going to be some people out there <laughs> who are going to say, you guys you guys have a voice for radio, a face for radio. <laughs> we have a face for radio. So, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of excited about venturing down that path and, 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 uh, well, and we've been, seeing what we've happens been, there. We've been just kicking around doing more than reviews, too, though. So Yeah. Yep. Who knows? We Maybe. could revolutionize <laughs> the Dakota Boys. <laughs> we, we're we're going to change our name and all that. Or try that. But on the other side of that, yeah. Um, so keep a lookout. Hopefully those things are coming sooner than later and we can start doing things a little more consistent again. So yeah. But thanks for listening to this episode. Um glad you tuned in and keep watching those movies and we'll keep watching our movies and we'll come together and talk about it. Although we can't hear you on here, but hopefully we can hear you on on uh, Facebook or in the in the comments on YouTube or wherever. Um, let us know what you think about things. That'd be great. So, yeah, this is Steven. And this is Dakota. We'll see you later.